Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stolzer. It's Fast Line on 101 ESPN. Let's head to our 101 ESPN Celebrity Line. We're joined by the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, right now, following the Blues' 4-0 victory over the Stars last night. Of course, Kerbs on the call. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, doing well. How are you guys today? We're doing real well. That looked uh, that looked pretty last night. So you had Jordan Bennington with the 24 saves. You've got Robert Thomas with a couple of goals. What was your big takeaway? Uh, well, I, I think my big takeaway, honestly, was the fact that they had the uh, they, they had the full lineup, a lineup that they would go with on opening night uh, if they had to. So that was the first time, maybe the only time we get to see that before opening night. So I like the fact that they got the game together. Uh, the two other things that kind of jumped at me is I really like Jordan Pennington's game a lot. Look, he made some really good saves through a lot of traffic on some of those saves last night. So I think that part is really good. And then the power play finally had a chance at the end, and man, you could just see a difference with Tory Krug out there on that power play. Yeah, Curbs, let's isolate the power play just for a second. Uh, look, last year was troublesome for me to watch the Blues power play operate the way it did because, quite honestly, we'd grown accustomed to that that power play being pretty effective. It just wasn't working last year. In your opinion, this season, do you feel like there's more of a group? effort trying to score the goal like nobody really cares who scores it and who gets the assist on it but we have to score a goal for the team do you feel like there's more of that mentality well you know what i do think i i haven't been i I think had enough conversations to know if that's the mentality genie uh you've probably had a few maybe deeper conversations that i have on that front what what i've seen is the willingness to battle for space in front of the net that that's been the big difference for me is the space in front of the net and, and basically almost, I mean, honestly, I think I'm maybe only one goal this entire camp has gone in from above the circles, right? Everything has been from below the circles and in, and that was real evident on that power play again last night. So to me, because I agree with you, last year the special teams were, were such a crazy question mark, and the biggest reason for that was that the year before, both the power play and the penalty kill were in the top five, and then they both just went well, they just both went to heck yet last year. So um, with the same personnel, I mean, that, that was what was so confusing. So looking at what it did, um, I like the fact that you've got, you can put Verona on one side, you can put Thomas on the other. I like the fact that you've got one-timer threats out there and you've got to be able to use the one-timer. But the traffic in front of the goaltender is so key. And that, that, that to me is one of the biggest, most obvious things I've seen throughout all of camp, no matter who's been in the lineup. Curbs, there's so many people that um, nationally, let's say, that maybe don't believe in Jordan Bennington. And they reference the numbers, and they do that. drives me crazy. I have one tirade a week on people that put down Jordan Bennington. I think you're in the same camp as me uh, to the to the point where Jordan Bennington was didn't have the greatest season last year, but, but was also a victim of circumstances. But so far this season, watching Jordan Bennington in training camp and now in preseason – I mean, this guy looks pretty freaking dialed in. Jamie, you know, his record last year was 27 and 27. 
You know, he almost had another 30-win season. And believe it or not, go back and look at the history of 30-win seasons for Blues goaltenders. There's not many of them that have had back-to-back ones, much less two or three of them. And and I look at I look at a 500 record for Jordan Bennington and go, man, you know what? This is actually – I think he actually had a pretty good year. And, I, look, I know the, the antics, you know, kind of took over the narrative for a while there. The team's play in front of him was so bad. When you're a team – when you're a team that gives up the fifth most rebound goals, you, well, you know what that means? That also means that your goalies have made at least the first save on all those, right? So the, the play in front of him was so bad. I, I'm a Bennington honk still. I, I, he's competitive. He competes. He's the best goaltender the Blues have had since I've uh, been calling Blues games. And, and I still say this. I, I put this out the other day, and of course, naturally, to your point, people arguing with me on it, but uh, aside from Vasilevsky, th- there's not a goaltender that I'm taking, you know, above Jordan Bennington if I need to win a game seven. I know what he's going to bring in that postseason and that playoff scenario, and and I think the Blues are going to be fine. The saves he made, like he was dialed in, he was he was relaxed, he was uh, he was efficient, you know, um, a couple of stretch saves, couple reactionary saves. I think he's come into camp and with a great mindset and. That's one of the reasons I'm really excited about this team right now because if if they fix the, that defensive zone structure a little bit and it looks like they have and it looks like they're working on that, uh, I don't think you're going to have any problem in that. And when you can go into a season not worried about your goaltending, you, you're okay. Chris Kerber joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, maybe you maybe you indicated this already with the power play, your comments on the power play. But what do you think will be the biggest difference from this year's Blues team compared to last year's? Uh, well, to me, there's on the power play. Or just in no, no. In general, I was just you know. I know you okay. talked about you seeing some differences in in terms of getting in front of the net. So maybe that is your answer here. But no, in in general. Yeah, look, they, they've changed their defensive system, and and you you can see that. There's been a couple times in the last couple games when you look down from up above, and the other team might be wheeling the puck around the outside, and you look at where the Blues are positioned. And their five players in the zone almost look they're, – they're in that pattern of, of the five dots on, on, on a dice, right? And, and you can see the defenseman staying in front of the net longer. You can see the centerman having to go do a little more work in the defensive zone to get the pucks. Um, that is clear. The, the other thing that I've seen, without a doubt, is the sticking in front of the net in the offensive zone. Those two aspects alone are going to create some chances. Um, what we've seen from – from Hayes uh, on the defensive side of things, the, the, his his use of defensively of the stick is being in the right place at the right time. I, I think that that's going to bode well for the Blues in that front because I don't know where you guys are on this one as, as much as me maybe, but I just really think that the Blues, especially early in the season, with those two changes that we just talked about, with those two looks we've seen a lot of, they're, they're going to have to they're going to have to win some games three to two. Uh, four two maybe with an empty net, two to one, right? That might be in, you know something with a late power play, something along those kind of lines. And they're going to have to win those kind of games uh, more this year. And if they do that, they're going to be fine, and they're going to have the confidence in their own system. So those those two specific changes to me are huge. Uh, not as much running around in the defensive zone, and there's there's clearly, very clearly, a focus on getting the puck and getting bodies to the front of the net. Yeah, Curbs, I couldn't agree with you more. I Quite honestly, I was telling somebody this morning that this is a one-goal game here for the Blues to where 
they're going to have to perform good in these close games. They're not going to be able to open it up and wheel and deal and just let it fly. If they're going to be successful, they have to be tight defensively and make sure they get those bodies to the net. Now, in saying that, depth is going to be a big factor for the Blues. We look at the four lines currently that we think will be on the NHL roster. I like the depth. Now, as we continue down that road, who becomes the extra forward? Because we've got some interesting practices here lately where you've got some guys, a small group of guys, skating all by themselves, and then what looks to be the team skating together. Alexandrov added to that group today. Uh, Who do you think is on the outside looking in, or who do you think is the first chance to be that extra forward for the Blues? Well, I think we... uh... I think we saw that last night. I think when when Toropchenko, uh couldn't play in that game because of being injured in the morning skate, when Alexandrov was the player that was put on that left wing for that game last night in Dallas, I think that's a, you know, that's the poker tell, right? <laughs> that's that's the poker tell of uh, who was uh, next up on their list. So to me, I would have had him as as the extra forward. Now they've got to make their decisions uh, by Monday. Final opening day rosters have to be in on Monday. And and so if that's the case, and they and, and if they kept two extra defensemen, that would mean if it was Alexandrov that Walker and McEachern would have to go on waivers, um, and and potentially clear there. So is that their final decision? No, I, I don't know what their final decision is, Jamie. But but to your point, I, I mean, look, I, I I think it was when you've got to say, okay, we're going to put our NHL lineup out there tonight against Dallas, and one guy couldn't make it that next guy that they tap to go in there has got to be the guy they're thinking of next, I would think. Curbs, great stuff. We appreciate you coming on. Have a great weekend, and we'll check back with you again next week. All right, guys. Next week it counts for real. That'll yeah, be fun. no kidding. Yeah, we're. Uh, I can't believe it's already here. It's going to be fun. Uh, Curbs, again, have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks. That's uh, Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Blues Blackhawks pregame at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll have the coverage for you uh, right here on 101 ESPN.